Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned, where the answers are on the inside. I am your host, Gina Meyer Vincent, and I am so excited to introduce you to someone I adore from a business standpoint, from her brain, her ability to pull words out of nowhere within seconds, and how she helps me get this message out to you. Today, I wanna introduce you to Mary Lou Davidson. She started her career in PR and moved to broadcast, produced Animal Planet Radio, HDTV Design Minutes, and Travel Channel Radio. Then started the podcast station, Web Talk Radio, .com, which is how I'm coming to you today. A displaced New Yorker, kind of like me, with Chicago roots now living in Sarasota with her furry family. Welcome, Mary Lou. I'm delighted to have you here with me today. Thank you so much, Gina. It's an honor. Mary Lou, I know we could talk for hours, but I won't keep you here. I know you're busy. But one of the things we had just briefly touched on that I thought would be fun to talk about today is how things shifted and it happens to many of us at different times in our lives. But in 2008, I know it was a shift going on felt by everyone here in the United States. Um, and I know there's a little story for you there that has become a huge passion. And with Exquisitely Aligned, we're all about finding our way in this world by using our gifts and bringing our desires to full I don't know, to its fullest potential. So if you can share with us, what shifted for you back in 2008? So, yeah. So if everyone remembers, the landscape was rocky. The market was shaky. Uh, housing was in a crunch. And there was a real feeling of uncertainty. And I had that, too, in my career about, you know, what's next. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about the time that everyone started looking for a side hustle. Yeah. And rather than necessarily driving for Uber, I wasn't talking about <laughs> trying to make extra money necessarily, but creating something that I loved yeah. that could potentially be monetized down the road. Mm -hmm. And I had also moved to Sarasota uh, and had been working from home for five years mm -hmm. and hadn't met a soul. So mm -hmm. that was another ulterior motive is to develop some kind of a social network. Mm -hmm. So I learned about meetup and I formed the Sarasota dog meetup. Um, and I created a website because I realized being relatively new in town, there was no online matrix of information mm -hmm. for folks to find a groomer and a trainer and everything you need to go along with being a pet parent. So yeah, I launched sarasotadog.com. I launched the meetup. Our first get together was at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. and it was focused on petiquette, what you should and shouldn't do with your dog when you're dining out. And uh, we had 30 people there. Oh, and I love it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that was, um, you know, 15 years ago, we wow. now have 5,000 members. And of those 5,000 people, uh, I have 10-ish really good friends. Mm -hmm. I was able to monetize the site with advertisers, trying to reach that very targeted niche audience yeah, and learn a lot about dogs and the human canine bond. Yeah, I love it. And as a um, 
newer dog lover, now having them living in my house after finding a pregnant dog on my back steps while animal control was out on the front at the neighbor's house. Um, you know, little did I know she was pregnant, little did I know her owner didn't want her back, but they really do change our lives. Don't they? Um, I, I fell in love the minute I looked into those brown eyes, uh, nose to nose, which I normally wouldn't do with a German, a strange German shepherd. But, um, you know, it's, it's incredible that bond that forms is amazing. And I know you're a connector. I know from experience and I love connecting people with other people and obviously pets, but uh, let's talk about that bond because it's something that I think can be life-changing and in a healthy way. I met a woman years ago. I was looking to get another rabbit at the time. I had um, uh, lost a lop-eared rabbit. And I went to a, I don't know what it was. I was in North Carolina in the middle of nowhere at some kind of a farm show that the guy I was dating at the time said, oh, you can get a rabbit here. So we drove out to the middle of nowhere and I was very much out of uh, out of my element with my red lipstick. I did not have overalls on. It was very fascinating. And um, I found a rabbit that I thought was just adorable that I wanted. And the woman told me, unfortunately, its mother was grooming it too much and chewed off its tail. So this this rabbit would no longer be a show bunny. And uh, I had to break it to her. I wasn't going to show the rabbit at any kind of fair. I just wanted it to, to it, you know, enjoy because I was single and had a little apartment. I really didn't have the time for a dog. But um, she shared with me at that moment that she started with animals because her doctor recommended she was extremely anxious and depressed, working a huge, big figure career job for many years. And um, she just couldn't relax. And he told her to get a pet. And then this became this huge, you know, where now she travels around a few different states showing her pets and selling them and so forth. So it was very fascinating to me at that young age to hear how these animals really do heal us. So um, if you can give a voice to that as you have so many members now. I can't imagine how many stories you might have. Yeah. So, um, my, my first dog, I didn't get until I was 35. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know anything about pets and we lived in New York city Mm. and he was a Shetland sheepdog and extremely smart. So we were on the Upper West Side. One of his favorite things to do was to kind of herd the little ladies that were on the way to the laundromat, you know, not quite biting their ankles, but getting right up in there. Uh, And in terms of the bond, uh, because he was a smarter breed, and all dogs are great, don't get me wrong. uh, We had a lot of eye contact and... You know, I was single. I was in New York City and mm-hmm. he was my partner and yes. he could walk. I, I would never do this now, but being an idiot, you know, not first dog, we walked off leash in Central Park. Oh, so, um, wow. 
lots of great stories about that dog scout. Um, but also, he opened so many doors for me. Uh, as yeah. a, you know, they say the end of your leash is really a social lubricant, and so many. Oh, people- I like that. Hold on, say that again. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, just that dogs make everything easier, right? right. And, People will approach you and you feel comfortable approaching them. And especially if you have a really well-balanced, friendly pup. Yes. So, uh, so there was, uh, an eye, that was an eye-opening experience. And I mm-hmm. was able to take him to work with me at that time. It was 95. Wow. So, um, yeah, people from other floors. I worked at One Bridge Plaza, which mm-hmm. is right up GWB in Fort Lee yeah. and people from other floors would stop by and say, does scout need a walk? You know, can I pet scout? Um, I had a boss who was kind of strict and um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say severe, but she was all business. Yeah. She loved scout. Mm-hmm. One day scout came in and chewed the wires to our local area network, which is <laughs> a very expensive proposition to repair at that point. She covered it, no questions. It just got taken care of. So I think when you have a really amazing bond and also an amazing pet, Mm -hmm. uh, people want to be a part of that. Yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, I loved, well, a couple things with the German Shepherd. So Kiki was her name. And I was in my forties, I guess. So 42, I think when I found her. So that was my first experience as a dog owner. Now I will tell you as a child, I asked for a dog many times, never got it. I got always a cat. And so I had cats all my lives, but um, at any rate, it was, it was fascinating to me because I, with the eye contact, you're exactly right. Um, I sat across from that dog while animal control was out front and sat on the ground nose to nose, looked into her eyes and I could hear her say, now my husband says, okay, you're nuts. But I heard her say, I need a safe place to live. And I was like, okay, no problem. Hold on. Let me ask my husband. Right. You know? And um, I called him out of the house. Hey, I found a dog. He said, let him go. Tell him to go home, you know? (laughs) And uh, I said, the dog told me it needs a safe place to live. My husband's like, what? You're crazy. What I didn't hear the dog say, because I was already agreeing, sure, no problem. You can live with me. You know, I have two cats. Hopefully you get along and don't eat them. But um, that dog was pregnant. So I ended up with two dogs in a very short, well, I ended up with seven dogs in a very short period of time. And the, I found the owner and the owner didn't want the dog back um, and obviously didn't tell me she was pregnant. But any, at any rate, that's not for here or there. But that um, having a German Shepherd, I realized very quickly a lot of people put their arms up. I think they think they're at the airport and they're going to be sniffed or something, you know. Right. And um, I realized the dogs whose ears are down you know, they just have this different look, this appearance. And I think we, you know, beyond animals, it goes into people. We may shy away from somebody who looks different than we do. um, That makes us feel fearful that we're going to put up our hands. Um, 
And so it was very fascinating. Oftentimes kids didn't care, but I found the adults did. And they might change yeah. the side of the, you know, here I'm in Charlotte, not Manhattan, but um, at this point right. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. But it was very interesting to me to see how different people would approach a German shepherd whose ears are standing up. But I knew, you know, that this dog could communicate through her eyes and was just so sweet and gentle. Um, so I, I get that. It's amazing. But I also was fascinated with, you know, some people would like, don't pet, tell the child, don't pet the dog, you know? And I'm like, well, it's very friendly, you know, like, and I've also seen people say, oh, don't pet that stray cat. We were just in Maui and my daughter and I and my husband and my son, we were all petting, you know, there's a lot of cats there to keep away the mice and um, they're feral. They've been um, neutered, spayed. And some man walked up and the daughter was coming to pet also. And she, don't pet a strange cat. And I was like thinking, good, okay, more for us to pet. But, you know, what a shame. You know, I see these animals in rescues and on the streets. And, you know, I just feel like they're, I don't know, sometimes I want to say human. But, you know, they're, they're creatures that are so loving and gentle and kind. Um, yeah. But I love the way you said it changes people. So what have you noticed when, um, I love that social lubricant, if you want to give a voice to that. Well, uh, one morning I was headed out to a dog park and um, we all have various views about dog parks, whether or not they're safe, but it was 8.30 in the morning and uh, the meeting, the meeting, the group meeting started at nine and I got there a little bit early to put up my sign and yeah. get everything ready. And there was a young woman sitting there whom I had never met uh, with her dog. And we immediately started talking and she's now one of my very best friends. She was oh, new in town. And I think it was truly fate uh, that she had seen the online listing for the get together and that she um, appeared early and that I was early because I'm usually you know, the last one running in saying, I'm here, I'm here. But, uh, yeah, because we had this commonality of love of dogs, mm -hmm. uh, it immediately broke down the walls. But getting back to 2008 and exquisitely yeah. aligned, I think that I was lucky because it came to me at a time when I really needed to find something different to do and to mm. way to meet more people. And the country and business was kind of in crisis at that moment. Right. So that spurred me on a little bit more, mm -hmm. but we all have things inside of ourselves that we'd like to pursue or explore or even share our knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, the ability to be fluid and change and learn and share is something that I think we could all access more easily and, and benefit from it. So I love what you're talking about on Exquisitely Aligned. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, that makes my heart beat faster. So yes, absolutely. I think sometimes, you know, I've wondered why I've had people say, well, I can't do that. And I'm like, really, is that, you know, is that 
true because I know this person likes to be truthful. Is that really true or what is holding you back? What is the story we say in our mind um, or that we've been told maybe as a child that we still believe and hang on to? Um, you know, for me, that's like extra weight. And I don't know, after COVID, I don't think I need any, or after my accident and two surgeries, I don't need any extra weight on me. But um, was there anything, any part of you that ever thought, I can't do this? Because I, I don't know you that well to know if there yes. was ever an inkling of doubt. There was Okay, I'm shocked. Yeah, every day I wake up and say, I can't do this. I mean, the world is changing so fast. Yes. Like and there's a new way to do it. And my bank's changing. <laughs> and, you know, Amazon uh, Web Services is creating this whole new thing. I got to change everything. I got to upgrade my website. WordPress just launched a new, you know, uh, update. So, yeah, every day I wake up and say, I can't do this. And then I think... I've been doing it. I've been doing it and I've gotten this far. Today isn't going to stop me. And that's all about frame of mind, right? Yes. How are you going to show up for the day? Mm -hmm. And I guess it's, there's a little bit of fight in me that I'm not going to let the world take me down. You know, I will surpass this. I will hurdle yes. this challenge. Yeah. But it's hard. It is. I mean, I never thought about the technology part, but yeah, that that does make me sometimes put up my hands. Like, I quit. I'm done. I don't know how to fix this. I, I you know, um, my son always says, did you Google it first, mom, before yeah. calling me? You know, which makes me laugh. Now I know to Google it, try different keywords, because clearly I'm not asking the right question, you know, or using the right words. But yes, it's... Um, Definitely a mindset shift and something that I love teaching and sharing because I think when we start having, like you said, that fight, allow it to, I don't know, burn a little brighter or energize us a little more or uh, be seen by others maybe that, hey, I'm not going to go down. This is just one other thing I need to learn how to change and I guess after we stop filming, I'll have to ask you how what I need to change on my website too. No, <laughs> but um, you know there are times when we give in to that negativeness, and I always think it's wonderful to have friends like you're talking about that can support you. And with people working at home now, like you were saying, the difference between working in an office in Manhattan where Scout chewed a very expensive <laughs> bunch of cables versus, you know, being in Sarasota new and working from home. And I think a lot of people have moved in the past. Well, statistics show a lot of people have moved after COVID deciding, hey, I, I want to live where I'm happiest, not where. And especially now with the freedom of working from home and working flexible hours, um, but those friendships are so important. And I love the fact that you're saying that taking the dog out, we get to meet other like-minded, like-hearted, um, furry friend lovers. And it really makes conversations so much easier. But I know you're a connector, Mary Lou. And how other, what other ways do you like to connect with people? For me, I like buying pieces 
that make people laugh or ask a question. I have a crossbody purse made out of soda pop tops. And so I get a lot of people. Is that what I think it is? You know, can I touch it? You know, can I touch it? Sustainable. Yes, exactly. And then the next question usually is, did you make it? And I'm like, oh, gosh, no. You know how many bottle tops are on, you know, pop tops are on here. Um, But that was always one of my favorite ways to get people to like react, I guess. What what have you found works or have you noticed either for yourself or others? I think uh, music is a mm. great way to connect and artwork. Um, photography is a great way. Uh, mm. You know, if you're out somewhere and you see a great picture, you can, without seeming creepy, if it's the right person near you, you can share the image, uh, take a picture of their dog and ask them if they'd yeah. like a copy. Uh, yeah. And it just gets a conversation going. Mm-hmm. Um Antiquing is a great way to uh, find flea marketing. You know, I have a particular vendor here actually in Sarasota who travels between Connecticut and Florida. And he kind of knows what I like. And Mm -hmm. I know he's waiting for me with that item. And sometimes I'm interested and sometimes I'm not. He'll go down the wrong rabbit hole sometimes. But yeah. that's another way to find common ground. Yeah, I love it. I I asked someone recently to um, get outside of their house. You know, one of my clients works a lot and, you know, it's like, go for a walk, you know, um, be outside in your front yard, anything, uh, go uh, buy co- a cup of coffee, even if you don't drink coffee, just to be sitting in that place, go to a park, you know, go walk around a lake, whatever it is. Um, again, with a with a handbag made of soda pop tops. No, I'm teasing, but you know, just Change being up in places. Yeah, get outside yeah. of the house because I think we so many work from home, and there's so much we can do because. Everything, as you mentioned earlier, is constantly changing, right? Technology is changing. Um, so I could work easily 24 hours a day and still not be finished with the to-do list that's to my right arm. But in your pajamas. I tried What's the, yes, exactly. In my pajamas. Yes, correct. Correct. Um, and with my food at my side, right? You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the desk. But we right. really have to, I think, nowadays challenge ourselves if we are feeling lonely or or even, I would say, disconnected or longing for, like you said, a, a really good friendship where you have, um, I want to say, each other support. Like, oh, Mary Lou, I found such and such. Or I heard you are... I don't know, whatever. And then I can connect you with whatever that is. Um, I have a girlfriend. She would always support me with magazine articles and, you know, things on the web. And I know you would like to teach this. So here, I found something that'll work for you. Oh, did you know this workshop's looking for speakers? Did you know? And I'm always like, oh my gosh, I I feel like I need to write her a check, you know, (laughs) like. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about 
meeting friends in different places that they can support you. Like maybe one's a great cook and she sends recipes. Another one's a doctor. Another one knows a lot about whatever your particular hobby is, but it works together. You know, they used to say, it's not, you don't have to get everything from one person, your spouse. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I believe strongly that you're, close network of friends uh, all contributes on different levels and sort of meeting them where they are and stop uh, to stop expecting everybody to be on this level with this topic, but meet them where they are and enjoy what they have to offer and see how you can help them, Mm -hmm. you know, in whatever way. Yeah. That really makes um, relationships so much easier. And, you know, you've mentioned about not everything has to come from your spouse. I love that because um, it struck a chord. I was engaged many years ago before I met my husband, Mark. And um, I'll never forget when that engagement was called off because I asked him, how sure are you, you want to marry me? I had a, a gut feeling that he wasn't sure at all. And he said, 80%. And I just, <laughs> you know, being a numbers woman as I am, that was not the number I was looking for. I was looking for more like 110, 120, yeah. especially we were young, very few bills, no sick parents, no sick children, no animals needing to be put to sleep. Life was easy. We each had a job. And so... um at any rate, I met someone and she said to me, think about, because I was feeling sad, of course, heartbroken. Um, and she said, think about the qualities he brought to the table and who, if he made you laugh, who makes you laugh out of your friends? You know, like you're saying, so mm-hmm. knowing where to look or uh, where to enjoy those things. If you need somebody, like you said, a great recipe, I think of my girlfriend, Cynthia, because she's constantly cooking things that are delight my taste buds beyond what I was expecting. I mean, they're not, not only pretty, what she serves, but tasty and yeah. healthy. So it checks off all three boxes. But that was such... Um, Great advice that I received. I was 28 years old and I never thought about that. But the way you summed it up in that sentence, again, the power of your words, Mary Lou, always blows me (laughs) away. Um, And if we think about it, when you said that from an energy standpoint, if we did rely everything on our spouse, how exhausting would that be for them? You know, they couldn't do what they want to do during a day a week, a month, a year, and um, how devastating it also is if the relationship ends or some they pass away or they're depleted like Mark was when he was ill. He couldn't give me those, uh, make me smile and laugh anymore because he was barely, you know, he was fighting for his life, I should say. So mm-hmm. that, um, I, I love that. That was a perfect way to say that. And know what, I try to teach my daughter too, no one friend has to be all of those things to you either. Um, impossible. Yes, totally impossible. And um, I'm almost thinking the word like too much clinging, too much. You're giving somebody too much responsibility that is not theirs to take on. Um, right. And they would never could never meet your expectations, um, which is, yeah, 
So I love that statement. Yeah. I try to think about my friends when I was like in junior high and mm. fun we had. Everything was fun, right? We were d done with school. Even if we just met on the corner of our block right. and sat by the streetlight and talked until it was time to go inside. Yeah. It was always so fun and so cool. And we were exploring the world together. So I try to bring some of that to all of my relationships uh, so that there's just a feeling of, you know, what are we going to find today? Yeah. Is it going to be funny? Is it going to make us laugh? Or will it be tasty? Or all of the above and you go to sleep, you're so exhausted after that experience, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, we always share ups and downs, but yeah. overall, the mood is festive and optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Even if and that's so why, and that's why I wish I lived still on the East Coast because I would hop in the car and come visit you. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's, I I believe that's such a very healthy and um, mindful and soulful way of waking up in the morning and approaching everything, not friendships, business. Um, you know, your marriage or, uh, you know, if it's, uh, maybe you're not married, you're, but this person you have this love relationship with committed to, you know, if we can go along with that instead of what am I getting out of this today? Or, um, you know, how are they going to make me happy today? That's such a, uh, a, a never ending depressing heavy way to, to appear where when you come in and go, what are we going to discover like a teenager, you know, where life is easy, free, you have no, um, probably back then, no checking account. I know I had babysitting money in a drawer, you know, things that were in right. my jewelry box. Right. You know, it was none of this, like, what is, uh, uh, what do you, you know, what do I have to change on the back end of my website? What do I, which client do I owe a call to or how am I following up with X, Y, Z, you know, but that carefree, I mean, we all have to pay our bills, right? But in the times that we're not at our desk paying a bill, why not live like that? So I love, I love that image of being under the streetlight with just amazing friends um, and ex exploring the world together because that is, just such a, you know, a beautiful thing because I've done it many times or I think of braiding each other's hair, you know, that's when I right. had With daisies. <laughs> Not daisies, but those little clover flowers that were growing in the yards. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those, those, were the, those were the times, yeah. So um, I love that. Uh, Mary Lou, I never asked you, how did you get into PR? What um, spurred you? And then moving into um, broadcasting. I mean, I, I, I love what you do for me. I love you allowing me to get the word out about something I'm so passionate about, something I feel called to. And I want to say, if you're listening in and you have a message to share, and multiple people have told you you should have a podcast or a television show, I'm gonna tell you, 
You're here for a reason right now with Mary Lou and I, because this is the woman you want to connect with for that. She supports me in ways that are going to actually make me cry as I say it beyond belief to be able to continue and follow my dreams in a way that's bigger than I ever imagined. Um, and you know, with you do it. So just, I don't know, it comes across as so effortlessly, but I know it's years of experience and just a big heart and brilliance and knowledge and, and yeah, years of experience. <laughs> so no, I, I bow to you, Mary Lou, because um, I don't get to tell you that enough, especially here face to face. So if you're thinking about getting a message out, this is who you need to connect to. And always at the end, you'll know how to connect to her in the show notes. But how did you start in this journey? So um, I was working uh, at a PR service job in Chicago on Michigan mm -hmm. Avenue, mm -hmm. overlooking um, the park and the Art Institute and so on. And I got to know uh, several people uh, that were in pretty high level positions at like Kraft Foods and mm -hmm. uh, Xerox. And so I was helping them design their media packages and uh, It was kind of interesting to me because I started seeing press releases reprinted in whole in the newspaper. Mm. That was like, wow, who's really driving the sleigh here, right? Right. So, uh, about that time, uh, I was kind of recruited by a radio syndication firm uh, mm -hmm. down the street, no longer on Michigan Avenue, but close enough on the Gold Coast. So I started working for them and designing radio programs. And I was uh, spending most of my days on the telephone with radio station managers, trying to convince them to pick up our syndicated product. Mm -hmm. And that was a real eye opener. Cause I talked to people from tiny little towns in West Virginia to, uh, you know, an urban station in Chicago and, you know, quite a dichotomy, a diversity and level of interest in broadcasting. And so yeah. uh, we had a studio in uh, on site, two studios actually. And so often celebrities would make their way through. And so that's when we got into some of the bigger name products that we produce like Animal Planet, HGTV, yeah. et cetera. But, um, you know, this is sort of an evolution. And by 2007, 2008, right around that time, it was obvious that the radio uh, climate landscape, if you will, was changing. And that's when we got into podcasting. Yeah. And nobody was really podcasting at that time. I didn't know what the word meant. So, <laughs> pod what? <laughs> what, what? Pod? Right, exactly. Yeah. A pee pod? What are we talking about? Yeah. What's iTunes? Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, isn't it funny? Like thinking back, it's like, wow, yeah, we didn't, you know, it's, it's so true. And, um, you know, definitely I was asked multiple times 
or recommended by multiple people who didn't know each other all while I was on the East Coast. Oh, you should have a podcast. And I was like, for what reason would I go down that path? I don't even listen to shows. Why would I go out and have a show? And, you know, I like to say there are times in our lives that things are not, you know, maybe someone's planting a seed, but it's not for you at that moment. I, at that moment, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was kind of tired of living there personally. Um, I feel like it, it I was going to say it did its job. Um, you know, I was able to leave the horrible winters as I felt in New York. I mean, I, I love New York. I know you do too, but the winters were definitely not for me. Um, I was able to meet my husband, marry him, have our son, adopt our daughter. But I felt like it was, it was ending, you know, for me, I was done. There was nothing fresh and yeah. new anymore. And I like, I like change. I was the person who was constantly, uh, this is the second color of this office second or third, second, and I'm here almost three years, you know, so I, I'm constantly changing the walls, the art, whatever. I like change. And it was time for me to get out of there. So when I came here to California and Carrie Ann suggested, you know, I'm getting ready to do a podcast. I did all my artwork. I have my description, la, la, la. You should do a podcast. We can cheer each other on. That's when all of a sudden I had like this little inkling, like, you know what, this time the word podcast doesn't sound so repulsive. Yeah. It actually sounds as intriguing. Yes, I'm intimidated, but it's like equal. And um, I know through Connie Whitman, I got to meet you, Mary Lou, and the rest was history. Um, and ironically, I have the podcast and carry on does not yet. <laughs> so it started after all. No, she did uh, not. So is it, it isn't, it, you know, sometimes it's funny when you look back because I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go forward with this. Like, okay, I have to do artwork. She's like, yes, you need this. You need that. You need, okay, hold on. Let me see. And you know how many times I've asked you to change the artwork for me, because that's another thing it's ever evolving. But I want to just say to, you know, if if today when I say to you, you should consider talking with Mary Lou and you are feeling intimidated, but there is a little piece of you thinking, you know, I've been told this before and it kind of feels right hearing it from their voices, then you really need to step. I recommend not need. everybody has a story. Yes. And it's Let's just about, about framing it. You know, it's just about framing it in the right way. People think, oh, you know, who would want to listen to me? Well, you might be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and it's not that the people right there within your little village, you know, your city, your little neighborhood, our neighborhood has 4,000 houses. So that's a big, but it doesn't have to be that. You don't know who needs your message around the world. That's the beautiful thing about podcasting, right? While we're sleeping, somebody may be listening to an episode that was two seasons ago that just, um, you know, lights them up from within and gives them that little, you know, like you saying earlier about um, 
Oh, I wrote it down. The end of the leash is uh, how do, the end of the leash is like a social lubricant. I know you said it much nicer, but uh, I jotted just the keywords. Maybe we inspired somebody to go rescue a dog today. Oh, let's hope. You know, or two. <laughs> I like things in pairs. So, um, you know, eight little legs running through the house and maybe a kitten alongside, or I like to adopt the older cats um, and the older dogs because I always feel like they get uh, missed. Plus I avoid the chewing and the scratching. So that's the other, there's like a benefit, right? But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, those stories... I, and I would like to say that, you know, having Mary Lou on my side makes getting those stories out easier, faster, uh, with grace and elegance. Um, and that's the beauty of partnering with somebody who really gets it, who's passionate about it, and who has a huge heart and can connect you with the right words, with the right messages, with the right people, with the right audience. And uh, so Mary Lou, again, I thank you for that. But I, I just, you know, I, I don't want people to feel intimidated by sharing their story. I find sometimes people are vulnerable. What do you think about that? They feel they're afraid to be vulnerable. That's what I wanted to say. I think that's tr true. And I think that you know, when you started your podcast, you were probably a little more than the ex-fiance, you know, but you were already at 85%, let's say, <laughs> right? So you just needed a lift. Yeah, you know, when, remember when we were talking about titles yeah. back, back and forth, you already had all of the content sort of summarized and ordered. It was just a little tweak to sort of frame it. Um, and that I think helps you when you're actually doing the podcast. If you've gotten a little bit of a description done first, then you mm -hmm. know what your goal is. I always say to have an outline, you know, for mm -hmm. six or eight episodes. And it's just like anything else. It's always hard until it's not. And after all this, you know, however long, however many years, 20, something years, 30 and broadcast. Um, I know the steps that mm -hmm. you need to take to make it easy. And by working with someone like me, and I don't want this to sound like a pitch or anything because no, there are does, other, other people out there in the world that do what I do. Um, but by working with a professional, it's just going to make your life so much easier mm -hmm. instead of sounding like you're in the basement, you know, <laughs> shuffling papers around and what are you going to say next? So yeah, I encourage everybody to use a podcast coach or yes. a podcast service that is a little more hands-on than just, you know, syndication. Mm -hmm. And it really takes, uh, for those of us who do, um, you feel like you have a platform to stand upon. And so two things from what you just said you had mentioned six to eight episodes, right? And that can sound intimidating, like six to eight. But what I found was the minute you start one, you're like, oh my gosh, this is really too long. It needs to be three, you know? And then you're like, okay, hold on. That's making me think about this. 
and that. And so it really just sparks very quickly, um, you know, getting down the one really is usually more than one. What yeah. I've found it's, it's, you think it's going to take so much time to get that out. And uh, uh, you, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. You think you have something short, compact, but then when you really dive into it, you find out this uh, outline is 10 pages long and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I have 10 episodes. You know, I could totally dive deeper into this with Mary Lou and invite so-and-so and, um, the thing about, like, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's like going to the grocery store for milk and walking out having spent a hundred dollars. You know, and it's a lot more than milk in the car. Well, what what I've learned is definitely do not go to the grocery store hungry because I've come out with items that I used to eat, like cookies that I don't usually buy. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, okay, and I'll try this food and I'll try. You that know, looks good. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, do never, you have to go on an empty stomach where you're like, oh God, the thought of eating something else so that you just get the milk and you're out of there. Um, the thing about the titles. So that's a great, great, great example. Um, for me, having you polish up and really refine, like kind of like a diamond. I love sparkly things, but a title or just a, whatever I had at the time, I think it was mostly titles that I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what to call this. Really, those words, that tweaking gave me like all of a sudden I could stand taller. You know, it was like, oh yeah, this is so on brand. This is so exactly... Um, so it, it was more than just a title for me. It really having somebody on your team that sees you, hears you, wants to give you a, or allow you to be bigger with the microphone, whether it's a podcast, YouTube, podcast, YouTube, and experts and authors TV, you know, I like everything, right? Bring it on, Mary Lou. Yeah. Um, you know, really allows you, even if you're a solopreneur or somebody who's just interested in, um, starting something, starting a conversation and giving others hope, giving others insight, an easier way of doing things or exciting somebody you know, I'm, what are the other words? Because I know there's so much more that one message, one episode, even if it's 10 minutes can spark. So many That's things. right. Yeah. And I really, I think there are really two kinds of podcasters. There's mm. the expert, you're an mm -hmm. expert, and then there's an explorer. Yeah. And I'm an explorer. Uh, and I have a show called the Rover Reporter. Mm -hmm. And so I, work with experts to help demystify things about uh, dogs, pets, health, and yeah. psychology of humans and how they interact with um, canines. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer mm -hmm. or a clinical social worker right. or you know a financial advisor to have a podcast. You can be somebody who's interested in a topic 
and wants to dig in and mm. have access to those people uh, yeah. who are in the know and sort of bring them down to uh, layman's terms, things that questions that normal people off the street have always wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, and that can be very compelling and exciting and listenable. Yes. So, uh, and you're also an explorer. Yeah. I love that, Mary Lou, because um, I never thought about the different types of podcasting because, you know, kind of new to it still, but so true. And one of the wonderful women you introduced me to in this past week said exactly that. She wanted to learn more. And then she dove in with a podcast and, uh, and what she learned, she said, was invaluable. Um, and the access she gained, like you were saying, to experts, also invaluable. And I know for her listeners as well, the same. So uh, that's a great way of explaining it. I, I love the fact that everybody has a story to tell. And I really want to support people that it's okay to be vulnerable and share your story because you'll find when you do that, it, there's freedom in it, but also you give the uh, permission to others to do the same. You put them, make them more comfortable. You allow them to see that it's safe, you know, and what I think is so phenomenal being 54 years young is that my kids get to see this, you know, they listen to podcasts. When I grew up, we did, we had very few, right? You could turn on the radio. Um, you could record from the radio right onto a cassette tape and write right. a, a Walkman. I think it was called a Sony Walkman. Mine was yellow. I don't know. Maybe they were all yellow. I don't remember. But, um, you know, nowadays we have access to hear things around the world in different languages or even in our native language um, and find people and connect with people, like you were saying, with with the dogs and 5,000 members, you know? it's. I it, think the yellow Walkman was waterproof. Oh, waterproof. I guess because you yeah, know me, premium, I like to be at the beach. Premium version. I did. I had to because, you know, my goal was always to be at the beach in the sand covered in salt, you know, come out with my my tan skin and a white haze of a sea salt. That was, uh, you know, um, that was always my goal. And that's why I'm here in California. And hopefully I can uh, remain close to the ocean forever. But um yeah, I think you're right. It was probably that's why I bought it. So, yeah, there's so, so many ways of getting go ahead, get getting the word out now. How many episodes have you done now, Gina? That's a great question, because I was asking myself the other night. I think that I am almost finished with season four. OK, and so there are probably for late 40s, 50s, early 50s, I think. I'm OK. And so does one particular episode stand out to you besides this one, of course, of as course. remarkable? Oh, God. You know what? I had so many different like Carrie Ann, who I was telling you about, who inspired me to have the show. We had a very interesting conversation where she was saying her dad, when she was young, always told her, Carrie Ann, get your head out of the clouds. And I thought, that's why I like you. You know, like I, I didn't know that about her, that that's what her dad would say. 
And that led to a very interesting uh, conversation about how beautiful it is when our head is in the clouds, kind of like you alluding to that, you know, junior high time of being under the street lamp, just have, exploring through others' eyes and conversation with friends till it was time to get back into bed and, you know, back to reality. But um, another one was, um, I'm blanking on her name, but she was reaching under, she loves Thanksgiving. It's a favorite holiday. She was working crazy hours, couldn't wait to celebrate Thanksgiving with her whole family. And she went to go under the bed, you know, lifting up the cover to grab out some of the stuff she stores under the bed for Thanksgiving and fell asleep. That's how exhausted her body was like it got horizontal and it stayed. Wow. And so we had a lot of laughs. Sam was laughing as he was listening uh, to edit. And, sure. um, you know, so there have been so many times where it's like, yeah, you know, your body really will say, I'm done, lights out. You know, luckily she was, you know, in the horizontal position and wow. not standing on the train, you know, in Manhattan. Um, so, you know, there've been so many, I mean, those, uh, and then you brought up music, right? I said, how else do you like to connect music, art, photography? Love that. Um, I think it was two weeks ago, I had Deborah Wonder check on and she shared how at 10 years old, she was, um, she had her suitcase in her hand and her cello on her back. With her mother, who had almost like an underground railroad situation, was escaping a, um, a vol volatile, very uncomfortable marriage. And the three oldest out of seven children were in college, and she only had four to get out of this house. Mm. And so Deborah being the youngest of the seven, and she managed to leave Chicago come, I mean, through three different, two women's shelters, one um, Salvation Army, and came to Oceanside, California, not far from where I am. And across the street from the shelter was a school that focused on the arts. And awesome. so she found harmony again, because her mom taught them instruments from a young age. And even though money was tight, her mother got them each, I think, five out of seven had full-paid scholarships for music. Um, they, yeah. All of these seven kids are thriving. She does the arts and science conservatory. Uh, oh, gosh, now I'm forgetting the name. Arts Conservatory here in Orange County. So I've met so many fascinating people. Oh, here's one more quick one, Mary Lou. I was able to connect Hina in India, also a podcaster, with uh, Arnie in Bangkok as she went to get her visa to come here to America. I said, hold on, I know somebody in Bangkok, you need to meet him, he's a podcaster. And they sent pictures of, of, of them eating dessert oh, together and boy. we're getting ready to do a show, all three of us. So it's it opens these amazing, you asked me if one stuck out, like so many, and just here learning more about you on a personal level, a professional level, and being able to say thank you to you in person. Um, um, 
you know, um, both Sam and I enjoy working with you so much, Gina. So <laughs> we know we're always getting a quality show when you submit. So that makes Thank our you. lives easier. <laughs> Thank you. I greatly, I mean, coming from you and Sam, that means the world, but yeah, podcasting just opens up so many, I don't know, for me, it makes my life more exciting, more thrilling. You know, like it, being with you today, I'm going to be happy all the rest of the day. Uh, tomorrow I'm with somebody from Spain. And that makes me excited because I feel like I've been to Spain, even though I'm sitting here in, in Orange County, you know. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a credential yeah. to use. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, I think on my first or second show, I interviewed a New York Times bestselling author. I couldn't believe she said yes. You know, mm -hmm. but um, and she's a world renowned scientist, mm. but I was there and I was curious and she was willing. And yeah. so that sounds kind of racy, but <laughs> that could be another episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she was willing and it turned out to be a great episode. The other thing I think about <clears throat> hosting a podcast is you have to be willing to put yourself out there and be corrected. I made a lot of um, assumptions in that episode and she called me out on them. And I was, um, was I a little embarrassed? Yeah, of course, but I don't care because the truth, you know, the, the truth bore out, uh, out in that episode. And I didn't want to be perpetuating any myths and right. she delivered hardcore information, real information. So wow. you got to be willing to roll with the punches. Yeah. And I mean, there's times where you might be caught off guard. There's times where you might get a tickle in your throat. I've had that. As you know, I have my hot tea, my water. I try to be prepared. I always try to make sure I don't. Yes. I always try to make sure I don't knock it over and spill it all over my notes that I'm taking as we speak. Right. You know, sometimes I realize uh I grew up, grew up in an Italian German family with a mother whose arms are always flying around like mine. Um, I grew up interrupting people like, hold on, wait, you know, and I realized very quickly, okay, you gotta, you gotta remember you're not in your, you know, five-year-old body in your home interrupting people. But I, I try to tell people, listen, I just get so excited. There are times I may like, hold on, wait, that's a great thought. Let's stick. Yes. But, um, you know, it's true. And, and I think deep down, I believe the majority, probably 80% of people want to, I don't want to say grow because, uh, Sometimes we grow this way and it doesn't feel good. And I think we're already grown. But to expand the way we express ourselves. And I think, yes, there is fear because some people judge us. We're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, listen, I have a New York accent. It's hard to get rid of. You know, It's just it's part of who I am. Um, got teased for it in college, even though I went to school in New York City got teased for that Long Island accent. But, um, you know, when we, I think when you want to expand your horizons and be the best version of yourself, your finest self, those things will happen and they help us, right? So when you were saying you didn't want to 
um, give me a minute to think how you said it, like perpetuate myths. You may have said it better, but, you know, hey, look at what the clarity you received, right? And be able to share truth in a bigger, more profound way because you heard it from, I don't know, how would you say it? The authority, yeah, the source, the authority was the word that was coming to my mind. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that. How, how lucky are we that we have all these opportunities for online learning that are free? It used to be if you wanted to research something, you'd have to go pull your Encyclopedia Britannica or go to the library. And I'm, I'm not talking just about Googling. I'm talking about right. being able to listen to someone who is extremely well-versed in a particular topic. Exactly. And lean their emotion and facts all at once. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. phenomenal. Well, it's, I always feel like it's like they're in your home, right? Last night, Sonia was washing the dishes for us because she, that's one of her things we ask her to do in exchange for the money we pay for all of her lovely dancing, you know, things like that. But she was listening to not really what I wanted her to listen to, which is a murder podcast, a murder. I don't even know what you call it, but like crime. crime. Scene. Yeah. It, one of those. And um, as she was washing the dishes. So it's like having somebody in your house as a guest over, you know, over a cup of coffee or tea. Um, yes. That's how, you know, for me, it, you were saying Encyclopedia Britannica, which I remember needing to ask for a ride to get to that encyclopedia because yeah. they didn't live in, in my home. Um, that's how old I am, but, uh, or how fine I am. But, um, you know, nowadays it's like having a, a brilliant, well-versed, uh, somebody from the PR and broadcasting, uh, industry with, you know, I don't want to make you sound old, but with years, with decades worth of, knowledge just at my fingertips right now. Yeah. And, sh and sharing that brilliance of yours with others in a, in a bigger, more impactful way. And I think of the Jetsons cause I grew up watching them, you know, it's like all of a sudden we're living in the Jetsons, you know, with the watch that you can see people, the, you know, right. the camera and I can see your beautiful smile. So, um, yeah, it's it's incredible. And if we can step into that little bit of feeling intimidated and intrigued, we really have the world at our fingertips. And I love the fact that you brought up expert and explorer, because really, you don't have to know everything. I certainly don't. I, I like the fact that you said, oh, here you're, you know, I'll give you this title, but it's being able to sit across from someone like yourself on a weekly basis that helps me continue my growth in knowledge and experience and, you know, being led down a different path that brings me enlightenment and totally, definitely joy. So for that, Mary Lou, I am very, very grateful. Um, I would like to pull a card, if it's okay with you, from the Opening to Possibilities deck, which I think you're familiar with. So I'm going to shuffle them through. They've been shuffled once before, but I'll shuffle them through very quickly. 
and I tell everybody I'm not going to get a job in Vegas, but luckily in Vegas now, right? They, sh they have a machine. They have a machine to do this, so maybe I need one of those. So as I as I thumb through, if you could just say stop, and then I'll pick the card and and I'll be able to read it too. So I'll start now. Stop. Okay. Kindness. That's great. So kindness. In kindness, all is possible. And I think we've been talking about that today, all the possibilities. So there's three questions. You can choose one, two, or three. Uh, what acts of kindness have you experienced? How did it melt your heart? What random acts of kindness have you initiated? Which I know you've done a bunch, but in kindness, all things are possible. Am I supposed to answer that? Yes. Which one? Uh, sorry. <laughs> you can answer one, two, or three. What acts of kindness have you experienced? How did it melt your heart? If you want to do that one. What random acts of kindness have you initiated? Uh, yesterday, I was, and this is number one, uh, I was leaving the doctor's office. And you know that feeling when you just want to get out of that clinical environment? Yeah. The smell, yes. <laughs> well, I walked into this lobby and this particular doctor's kind of homespun. He's not part of a big practice or anything. He's got like real overstuffed furniture and pictures of his kids and his kids artwork oh, wow. on the wall. So when I walked out, his receptionist was actually in the reception area talking to two other patients that were mm -hmm. waiting to see him and they were laughing and when I walked out they looked at me like oh here's another one of us here's a friend right. you know and one of them held the door for me and uh, we exchanged information like somebody said they liked my earrings or something yeah. like that and it was just a lift instead of that cold impersonal right. you know like bolting to the car because you can't stand it yeah. and I think I think that's why I see that primary care guy is yeah. because it's so real yeah. and real people work there, not yeah. behind the glass. I mean, she does yeah. have that, but she's not often not out behind the glass. Am I saying that right? She's often interacting yeah. with the patients. Yeah. So, yeah. So they didn't ignore me. They embraced me. And what was it? 30 seconds. But when I got to the car, I just felt like, Especially when you leave the doctor's office, you want to leave with a smile, right? And, and like a warm, fuzzy feeling. I love that. It's, it's amazing how many times people pass each other and don't even acknowledge that there is another human being, you know, like it, it just amazes me. I'm always smiling. Hi, how are you? Mark's like, do you know them? No, but now yeah. I do, right? You know, like, yeah. he's like, you just want to know everybody. Yeah, kind of. I just want to. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that um, when I'm in the grocery store, women who kind of look like me acknowledge me yes. more easily than yeah. somebody who's 20 or somebody who's yeah. 80. Yeah. It's like, I see you, Mary Lou. Yeah, you know? I see what you're doing. I see what you're getting. I see that your yeah. husband's taking too long to choose a soda <laughs> water or whatever it is. Because he has to read every ingredient, right? Yes, that would be, or my husband would be Googling the reviews. Hold on. Let's see. Right. You know, like, I'm with you. 
like, uh, I, the goal here is we're getting in and out. I don't want to spend the afternoon at the grocery store. Yeah, I try to leave him at home. Or sometimes he'll offer, would you like me to do, I know you're busy and you'd like to, da, da, da. I'll do that for you. I was like, the problem with that is when you go for like milk, <laughs> you, it takes you three hours. I don't know what you're doing in there, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, that was being able to be seen, see others, smile. I mean, just a eye contact with a little, a little lift of the outer edges of the muscles on the lips. I mean, everyone wants to exercise, right? Burn calories. How much, you know, have I burned on my, whatever they're tracking it on? Mm -hmm. I mean, why not lift those outer edges of the lips and give somebody just a smile, even if you don't want to show your teeth, just that little lift, really. I always say you you never know where somebody's day is, That's right. um, especially right in the doctor's office. Sometimes we're not receiving the happiest of news mm -hmm. um, or there's an, uh, how would you say, like you're leaving knowing you have to give blood, get blood work done or go get yeah. a test or, you know, so like now you have this extra step that's not comfortable. Um, so I love that. And having kids drawings in a doctor's office, your own kids drawings, that's because for me, I'm not really, that's not where I feel comfortable in a doctor's office. Uh, the smell, the light, the fluorescent lights, like you're talking about the glass, the masks, all of those things make me. Um, the final yeah. chairs. Yeah, the final chairs are the best. They're 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 the best because you're thinking, okay, how much um, chemicals am I sitting on because they could spray it on the vinyl chair? That's what I think about. Besides the fact peel, peeling my you know my arms off. Um, yeah, it's so so fascinating. So Mary Lou, do you have any other final uh, words or things? I mean, I'd like to ask people to if you don't mind, share um, your website and definitely television and then all your whatever else you'd like to share. So you can find our podcasts at webtalkradio.com. You can find our video podcasts on Roku and Amazon Fire devices. Just go to the App Store and search expertsandauthors.tv and download the app and you'll find Gina's show there. Uh, if you're a dog lov lover, you can check out sarasotadog.com. And I guess my parting words of wisdom are just trust yourself mm -hmm. to move forward and find whatever it is that you enjoy doing. And that might be doing a podcast. Yes, absolutely. Wink, wink. That's my hope. Um, because getting the messages, the stories out is and who you get to meet and all the joy you get to bring inside is just amazing. So, uh, Mary Lou, it's been so fun sharing this time with you. And I thank you is really not even enough for me to, um, tell you just how much and how grateful I am to have you in my life, in my world, behind my uh, show and out in front teaching me and sharing your brilliance is is incredible and just me, it's totally mutual thank you so, thank you thank you and just yeah no i bow to you and sam the whole team and uh just want to say a last 
I invite you to Purpose Possibilities and Prosecco, a two-hour private transformation like no other. Till next time, be exquisite.